Welcome to The Privy. I am Courtney. I am so excited about today's episode. I have two very fun guests, so this is going to be a great time for you listeners as well. I'm going to get right into it and introduce these beautiful ladies. The first guest I have is shoe designer Jamie Costello. Did I say that right, Miss Jamie? Oh my God, it's so surreal. Yes, (laughs) you did. (laughs) And our little young dynamite, E. Lorraine. Said yep. that right, correct? Yep, Elaine. Up and coming designer too. Yep. I just put that together that both of y'all are up and coming, soon to be yep. future of fashion. Okay. <laughs> well, Jamie, while we have you, um, tell me about tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners who you are. Did I say the wrong name? Did I say Jamie? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I, <laughs> I said you. She kind of gave me this look like, I'm like, what did I say? E. Lorraine. Like, Lorraine. Tell me about, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm transgender woman. Uh-huh. Go by uh, she, her. I moved to New York from New Hampshire, from like a real small little tiny town in the backwoods. Uh-huh. Like population of like. 3,000. There's like more people on my block now than uh-huh. lived in my town. <laughs> um, I've been transitioning for four ish years. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I've like done a lot of different stuff in my community and like done trans rights and trans talks in New Hampshire, but like now it's next level. We're yeah. bringing it to New York, you know? <laughs> well, speaking of one of them, because I know about this specifically, tell us. Briefly, what you did when you were in high school. When I was in high school, um, I was the very first in not only my like specific school, but my school district to be transgender. And it, I, like, once I had come out completely, changed my name legally, everything was on the right track, I went right up to my counselors, right up to my principal, and said, you want to be on the right side of this now, don't you? <laughs> and we got policies set in place across the school district in like our small little town. And I was the first trans woman to be used to use the women's restroom. Uh-huh. And like it became a big deal, but it was nice. Yeah. Cool. And changed the game. Yep. Where are you from? Go, girl. What city? What's the name of the city that you're from? Or town? Um, Belmont. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like a thousand other Belmonts in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Belmont, New Hampshire. Yep. Oh. And how about you, Miss Jamie? Yes. Um, So born and raised in Philadelphia. Go Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone that doesn't know, that's the football team. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, Free Meek Mills. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so um, born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, I've always been into um, fashion design. I went to school for um, design while I was in Philadelphia. From there, I moved to Atlanta for a short stint um, where I was inspired to um, develop my own shoe line. And so um, I guess once my lease was up, I was like, I'm out of here. And I moved to New York. I've been here for eight years. I am also trans. I think I've been transitioning since 2014, mm-hmm. like on and off. And mm-hmm. then I like really went like head into it at the end of 2014. What does that mean exactly? Like, in, like into it? You... Because Okay. Um, there's a lot of steps. I mean, you really can't define transitioning because it's more mental more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people... Um, view it as a physical change and I mean it is in a lot of elements but it really is a mental thing like there's steps to becoming the woman that you feel you are and Mm -hmm. so um I started taking like hormone therapy Mm -hmm. um 
I want to say, yeah, like late thir- like 2013 going into 14, mm-hmm. started, got a little nervous, and I was like, oh my God, this is the right thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just went into it. I really like stayed on my meds and like, and I was like just dedicated. Yeah. Um, shout out to um, Colin Lord is um, um, the clinic that I go to. Yeah. And they're just, it's an amazing place to be. New York really, really takes care of um, us girls. So, you know, got my name changed. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I can honestly say New York has really, really treated me very, very well. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. And how about you with your experience with that? Have you? Because I know you've only been here for like what seven weeks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. girl! I thought you were here for so much longer. Yeah. No. Oh my God! So like oh. just started in the spring semester, oh but then God. like really happy with it. So I'm planning to stay as long as I can. And the yeah. podcast. As soon as you got here, you girl, yeah. you were on fire. Yeah. Well, the, well, the great thing, like I want you to tell this, and I only know these stories because I met up with her last night, so I got like a little brief and like because this she. She's only 20. I know. <laughs> girl. Like, I feel like I need to do more with my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, tell us about the situation you ran into or the challenge you ran into. You got accepted to FIT Korea, correct? Yes. Okay. Tell us about that. So I got accepted into FIT Korea. Nice. Uh, I was going to a school in San Francisco, but it wasn't right for me. Mm-hmm. And so I tried out for a fashion school in New York. Um, and then I went for like three months through the process of getting all of the paperwork in order to go to Korea. We had my plane ticket booked, everything was all set in order, the school was all set, but then it came down to getting my name changed, or no, my gender marker changed on my passport and my visa, and we were able to get it on my passport, but we weren't able to get it on a student visa. And so the Korean consulate denied me access to Korea. They would have let me in with like a travel visa, but that's only 90 days. So like I'd be in school for two months and they'd be like, all right, you gotta go. And so like a week before my plane was supposed to take off, we had to cancel. Yeah. But it all worked out for the best. Now I'm here. (laughs) Where you're supposed to be. Yeah, that's crazy. Like to hear that. But yeah, so it was a roller coaster, and like we didn't really know until a week before that there was going to be an issue. But they were like, "Yeah, sorry, like we have record of this happening last year, and like we have records of when you changed your gender markers, and we're just not accepting that at this time." And it was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> I've gone through my so travel. much. Yeah, I have my yeah. travel book. That's my whole thing. Oh." Can I get my refund on my plane ticket? That's what I need to know. Um, first, w- one question before we get into, I have a, a couple of icebreakers for you guys. <laughs> but um, what's the biggest misconception of trans women today? Oh, God. I know. I threw there this is, on you guys. Right? I, this just came to my mind. I know. I usually tell you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> or a misconception. Something that, like, annoys you day to day that people will assume about you guys. Um... That we're like these like sex- sexual like unicorns, yeah. Like, and all we want to do is like sleep around and yeah. Yep. It's, it's a, oh God, I can't tell you how many times I've been like fetishized or like just looked at as like an object, mm-hmm. and it's, you know it's disheartening. And it's like whenever I go into a circle or whenever like I'm meeting someone, I I make a conscious effort to like really put my best foot forward, so mm-hmm. that way you get to see the human aspect of us because mm-hmm. I feel like people always mm-hmm. look at us as like other, and they mm-hmm. always try to separate us. Especially, like you were saying, like the divide between the LGBT and Q community. Um, everyone wants to be 
like set apart from oh right. I'm this but right. I'm not that and yeah. it's like no like we're all under one umbrella right. and I like the plight of the trans women I feel like is um definitely like the sexual aspect like we're creators we are we're, we're lovers we are we're mothers some of us um um we're just we're divine feminine energy and I just wish people really like accepted that and understood it like you know we're really we're sought after yeah. and like a lot of people won't admit it but we what we really are like we're amazing people but at the end of the day we're human yeah and I, I really wish that aspect was like I don't know like I know. I wish people just saw that more. No, yeah. it's that very beautifully. Look oh, at you. you. Oh, she be trying to act all shy. I definitely um, agree. Um, there's like this weird vibe in the community that it's like we're sex dolls oh, in a way, and it's like yes. nope, no. <laughs> there may be plastic in me, but I am not plastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also think that a big misconception is that like to be a trans woman, you have to be completely everything done. done. Yeah. Yep, like from mm-hmm. vagoplasty to your face done, mm-hmm. your butt lifted, like everything up the wazoo, mm-hmm. like done up to the nines. And it's just like not a reality for everybody. And therefore it makes no sense to like box trans women into only the people who have had these kinds of surgeries. Mm-hmm. We're not all Caitlyn Jenner. Nobody can just grab and out prob- their bank and no account. no one probably wants to be. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. We can't just grab out our wallet and be like, give me it all. Yeah. So I think that's a really big misconception. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So getting into an icebreaker question. Y'all ready? I'm going to just do one because y'all are already right. like so warm and ready. Um, <laughs> let's see. If you could be in a movie of your choice, what movie would you choose and what character would you play? I'll start with you, Lorraine. Oh, you want me to- I feel like this is a split question. (laughs) I would be in The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Oh, okay. And all the puppets in it, but I don't know if I'd want to be any specific character. I'd want to be like me in that world. But if I wanted to be a character... I do a damn good Ursula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor unfortunate souls, give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, that was really, she really threw good. me. I know. Now I want to kind of divide my answer. I have mine in my head, but now I'm like three different people on any given day. So if <laughs> I had to choose my two favorite movies, I would have to say in life would be Clueless. I would be. Um, <laughs> I would be Dion before she went all crazy. Yeah. So that's Stacey yes, Dash. Right. Yeah. So I would yeah. be Stacey Dash with the braids. Okay. <laughs> and um, Mahogany, which is my oh, favorite I'm, movie in life. Oh know. my God, you're not gay. You're not I a gay. <laughs> Mahogany is literally the best movie ever, especially from like a designer aspect. Like, you know, like she was, you know, grew up in like a small like city in Chicago and um, Billy D. Williams played her romantic interest definitely yeah. then. <laughs> and um, she um, followed her dream to become a designer and like went to Paris and became a model and all that yeah. other stuff and, and it, it's a really beautiful story really inspiring and it was it was a really big hit so yeah Dion and the legendary Diana oh god okay so <laughs> mine now I'm taking a note from you Lorraine because you switched it up for me I'm going to do a split too now I think my favorite movie is definitely um, Imitation of Life, um, the 1959 version with Lana Turner. Have you guys ever seen that? No. So no. it's, it's a, I don't want to tell it. I don't want to tell the whole story and be like a spoiler. Yeah. But it's basically a story of acceptance and wanting something that you don't have, but yet. 
forgetting what you do have, kind of. Um, and there was a character in the um, movie by the name of Sarah Jane, and she made a lot of steps to be, except she passed as a, a white girl. So she mm-hmm. did a lot of that back in the, the 50s. That was like a big thing. So she passed a lot, but her mother was like black, like a woman, like my my complexion, but her dad was very, very fair mm-hmm. skin. So she would go through life saying she was white. But then when people found out that she was actually black, they would like mistreat her. She was beaten, like all these things. Till the very end, like you start crying, it's too much. I won't get into it, but that is the, my favorite movie. And then on a lighter note, I think I want to be um, the character of Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada because she threw the best yes. shade yes. in that movie. I was thinking she had the best lines than anyone ever. So that would be who I would be. So we are getting into today's topic. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> and so less than a month ago, RuPaul. Um, RuPaul's comments got him in a little bit of trouble. And I will read a couple of... um, He had an interview with um, Guardian Magazine. And basically, they did a profile of him. And I'll just get right into what what was said. Um, So in the profile, he says, Drag loses... Referring to drag queens. But back to the quote. Drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it. Because... At its core, it's a social statement and a big fuck you to male-dominated culture. Um, He also goes on to say, for men to do it, it's really punk rock because it's a real rejection of masculinity. So then as the interviewer, as the interview continued, and I, of course, scroll down too far, so I got to scroll right back up. um, They refer to Peppermint. So I don't watch the show. So Peppermint is a contestant on one of the seasons. You guys watch Drag Race? I guess I should ask y'all that from the beginning. (laughs) Do you watch it? You don't watch it either? I know. Um, my gay card's probably going to get revoked. But I know. No, I, I don't either. It like, it's not that I don't want to. It's just like... Me my, either. I don't... I think I'm stuck like when Jujubee was on it. Like, that's like the last time. <laughs> I don't. Like, like, season two. Yeah, like, her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. Now. No, I love... Right. No, but I love... No, no, no. Alaska. Whatever episode Alaska was on, that's... Sex. That, yeah. So that's oh, when I so stopped. we do have a, a yeah, avid we, yeah. uh, watcher. Thank yeah. God, because so I had to, by. even when I pulled the quotes from responses, I was like, no, wait, who, who is, is this? this? The, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. So um, the interviewer, anyway, went on to ask about Peppermint um, as being the first openly transgender woman mm-hmm. to compete on Drag Race. Um, and RuPaul went on to say Peppermint didn't get breast implants until after she left the show. Um, she was identifying as a woman, but she really hadn't transitioned, which is going to... Y'all hold the comments. I know. I see. I can feel the energy in the room. Hold on. Let me just get through it. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. But this is where I think the real hit like kind of happened. Um, the interview followed up with Rue, and he asked if um, he would accept a, conce- a contestant who had, quote-unquote, really transitioned into, onto the show. Mm-hmm. And his response was, probably not. You can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. It takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. Um, We've had some girls who have had some injections in the face and maybe a little bit in the butt here and there, but they haven't transitioned. Get into reactions. Your faces say it all. Who wants to go first? Just jump right in there. What do you guys think about the initial statements? Because there's the story just unfolds and unfolds. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to feel like I'm rambling because I have so many thoughts going through my Get head it. with this. We you got know, time, girl. We got res- time. Okay. Kinda, so, kinda. All hell rule. <laughs> all hell rule. All respect to Ru- RuPaul. She's a pioneer in her own right. Um, however, there's 
the whole plight of being trans and just gay in America go is deeply rooted and goes back super super far. Like, um, much respect to Marsha P. Johnson, yeah. who they did a documentary on, and um, Sylvia Rivera. Yeah. Um, I watched that documentary like twice. And they, they were saying how she was a drag performer, but she was always also trans. At that point, um, that was a means of survival for them. Yeah. Like they did like they couldn't they couldn't just walk in and get a job from somewhere. They mm-hmm. lost their jobs. They couldn't you know, that was a source of income for them. So yeah, it was a it was a release, it mm-hmm. was an art form and to to be trans and to also do drag, it's like I feel like we kind of started it. Yeah. It's like it's it's the essence of a woman. Like yeah. you're not really a woman. Everything that we do is so um, extra. Mm-hmm. It's like you're supposed to be extra in that performance. And like who teaches all the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's and all of them? Like it's gay men choreographing yeah. them to be mm-hmm. that 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 extra that to put out that sexual energy. Those are trans women who yeah. perform and do those things. So many gay men are inspired by them yeah. and take a lot of cues from them mm-hmm. to do this type of art. And Rue's a very smart businessman. Like, I think he knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. I think he knows what he's saying. Oh, you know, I didn't think about that too, I, today Like, I, I think, saying... I like, you know, I feel like every celebrity goes through this where they say something and they retract the statement. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I feel like this is like almost like a publicity stunt because I'm just like, you've been in the game too long to say something this ignorant. This ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to come from a place and be like, and think it's okay. It's yeah. like, once again, she said, Peppermint mm-hmm. is her name. Um, she, um, I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, Peppermint, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, you know, but Peppermint was like, you know, she she was the first openly um trans woman on the show. Once again, it's not about a physical right. transformation. Right. It's like mentally, yeah. she knew she was a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, holy, you know what you are at a very young age. I know I knew um who I was. I knew mm-hmm. I was different, and so you can't base it off of like a physical change. Like if mm-hmm. she was a woman, she was a woman. So yeah. those are my thoughts and I'm going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not because I got some more to the story. Okay. Go ahead, E-Lorraine. Um, I feel like very opinionated about this because I'm such a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the person you're looking up to, like, attacking your community, mm. which is like, mm. ooh, yeah. like stab right to the heart. Yeah. But um, I definitely think that it's really damaging, I think, to the trans community, such a, like, a figure in the gay community saying some. Essentially what he's saying is you are not a real woman until you have, like, gotten breast augmentation and had surgery, which is completely false. And it's, com- like, it makes anyone who hasn't fully transitioned seem, like, so much less, which is so rude mm-hmm. and, like, so disrespectful. And they don't, like, there's so many different ways in the community that you can transition and there's no set path and it makes it seem like there's one end goal and there's not. There's so many different ways you can go and still be trans. Mm-hmm. And, like, him making those remarks is, like, demeaning to the those people who aren't taking that path. Yeah. Um, that being said, he says a little bit of lip injections, a little bit of a butt lift. No, 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 no. One of the contestants has had their entire face redone to look like Cher, mm. and they won uh, All-Star Season 1. Mm. And so it's not like it's a little bit here and a little bit there. Like, that's not the issue. Yeah. It's that you are trans and have had surgery, mm. which is problematic, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, he has apologized since, but 
but I'm sure we'll I'm get, get into that. I'm going to get into the apology. I first want to talk about, because I remember when it happened, a lot of like gay men on my timeline, on my Instagram and Twitter were like, like putting stuff out and I was like what are they talking about so I'm going to it like reading it and then it was Monday so I think it happened on like a Friday or Saturday when it like dropped the Guardian interview dropped and like the press got a hold of it and then on Monday the follow up tweet that he sent um, mm-hmm. which I want to hear your opinion on that which I thought reading that again today I was like hmm, I wonder was this a publicity stunt um, today too but in the tweet he goes you can pr- you can take performance enhancing drugs and still be an athlete, just not in the Olympics. So what do you guys say to that? Shade. <laughs> Shade. So I do you think that it. came from like a very publicity type standpoint? Or do you think it was coming from the heat he was because he was getting a, apparently like a lot of heat over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There were like tons of tweets going in, mm-hmm. replies, some from his former contestants, some from just I mean everyone. Um and this is how he follow up on that Monday, which is interesting. Because it wasn't showing any remorse for the exactly. the statements he said prior, which mm-hmm. kind of now like, leaves like, me questioning mm-hmm. where he really stands with all of this, and if the apology was then in fact kind of Genuine something that kind of yeah yeah yeah. What do you guys think about that? I'm looking at you, but you can speak. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really rude. Yeah, and it, it's also it's crazy because. They say that Peppermint was the very first trans woman on the show, Mm -hmm. which she was absolutely not. Being a very big fan of the show, (laughs) I can name a plenty. Carmen Carrera, Jiggly Caliente. I'm glad you own, because you, go ahead. (laughs) Honey Mahogany. (laughs) So many different Mm -hmm. trans women. Mm -hmm. And then um, a lot of them were taking estrogen on the show. Mm -hmm. This specific quote, I would say, is him referring to uh, a drag performer taking estrogen, but and there tell me been... a little bit about that because I had to ask you about this last night when I met you off off record. Tell me about <laughs> that, the whole thing with like estrogen and why that. Yeah. The... Um. Well, first and foremost, there's been contestants before, but because they didn't explicitly say it, mm-hmm. and because they hadn't had physical changes from mm-hmm. it, it was okay. But then it's. If there's physical changes from estrogen, which like it's you're going back and forth because your show is clearly showing trans women who have been on estrogen. And then you're saying, oh, we don't take that here. Mm. But I personally have like a problem with seeing a trans woman has to be on estrogen Mm -hmm. because um, as a child, I had a heart condition. I was born with tricuspid artresia, Mm -hmm. Um, one of the valves in my heart wasn't developed at all Mm -hmm. it just like didn't form and so like it was fixed when I was younger I've lived a happy healthy life but um when I got to when I wanted to transition I like started to see an endocrinologist but they sent me back and said no you need to see a therapist first we need to see proof that like you've thought this through you're really aware of what you're doing you are a woman and at this point, I've been living like full time as E. Lorraine for a year and a half. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure you asked anybody who knows me <laughs> that it's true. But so I did the whole thing. I went to two years of therapy. And then after the two years, I went to the endocrinologist and I said, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. And they said, oh, no, ma'am, you have a heart condition. And I said, yeah, you knew that the first time I came in. Yep. Yep. Well, that heart condition, you will die if you go on estrogen. 
if I went on estrogen, I would get a blood clot within the first three to four months, mm. and it would travel up to my tiny little heart, and it would shatter that thing. And so, like, personally, I think it's so rude and disgusting to say that to be a trans woman, you have to be on estrogen, because I literally can't. It's like estrogen or death and honestly I love myself and I ain't trying to die no time soon <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you choose life yeah I choose life <laughs> and so like it's problematic mm. ugh you got something to add? I feel like I can just feel you just ready to fight over here. Now, what you got to say, Jamie? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's such a touchy subject. Yeah. Because people, I feel like a lot of people have different views on yeah. what it is to be trans. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's it's Unless you transition, you have no idea what, what mm. we go through mm-hmm. mentally with acceptance, with loving yourself and, you know, going back and forth and making sure, like, am I doing the right thing? And then mm. knowing wholeheartedly that you are and still having to, you know, you know, break down stereotypes and mm-hmm. let people know, like, you know, I'm a woman. Like, yeah. rather you rather you see that or not, like, you know, rather it's like rather it's a physical or rather it's a mental thing. It's like I'm a woman. Like, yeah. Accept it. Or get out of my way. I know that's right. <laughs> One of the tweets that I actually um, kind of added on to what you guys have said, um, which actually even made me sick, because I think initially being like a, a gay man, you don't realize how serious those comments can be. Mm-hmm. I first read it and I was like, I kind of thought to myself, like, what is the big deal? And then I was thinking, like, why would a trans woman even want to be, because I know there is a, a clear difference between a drag queen and a Mm-hmm. trans woman mm-hmm. so then I thought well prob- trans women probably aren't that offended because I'm sure they don't I'm sure sometimes you are perceived as like a drag queen and and some people may get the two confused but it wasn't until I kind of like read a couple of these tweets I was like oh okay now I now I get it and I'll read it and then I'll mm-hmm. continue to talk although I do feel one of the contestants and I'm sorry I didn't get her <laughs> inform- get her name but I know you you may I'll be able to since you're a pro at this <laughs> One of the contestants from season seven actually um, tweeted, although I do feel the separation from being a drag queen and now a trans woman, there should not be any reason to be not accepted when it comes to the art of drag. If you are a fierce artist, you're a fierce artist and you should be judged based on your art, not your gender identity, which I thought was like just beautifully said. Um, And then there was another tweet that I really, really enjoy. Toretta just be serving just everything for me on the replies, and they'll get at you really hard. Um, One of the the people um, tweeted, I'm heartbroken that a community begging for inclusivity and acceptance would be so hypocritical as to profit from the trans community Mm -hmm. while simultaneously acting as an oppressor, which I think is very interesting, too. Yeah. I agree. Like, even if you go to any of, like, the trans shows in New York, I have to take you on it. You'll love it. Yeah. We're going. Um, <laughs> we're going. We're going. No, but, yeah, like, even at those shows, the trans women are performing right along with um, non-trans women. Yeah. Like, it's, it's inclusive, and that's what I love about New York. Like, you know, it's such a sense of community. People, you know, unless you live here, you don't know, really know how New York is. You right. can assume right. that it's a fast and rough city, like, and it is at times. But, no, people, like, they want to help you. Yeah. People want to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I first went into um my job like my my manager she wanted to hire me Mm -hmm. because i was trans and she didn't have anyone trans there so you know what i mean like that like new york is very open in that way and so 
to see that, especially from Rue. Like you, like this is your your breeding ground. Yeah, like you yeah. This is who you in this. Yeah, so it's yeah. like how, like how are you even like staying this? Once yeah. again, I still, I still go back. I really think this is like a publicity type thing. Yeah. Like you know, and you know, it goes back to you know all publicity. Like you know, whether it's bad or good or yeah. good yeah. publicity. And like we we're talking about it, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I'm exactly. hoping this is a joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, cause it, it's it's hard, but then you gotta, like you said, like I wonder what she thinking about all the trans girls who really enjoy doing um drag race mm-hmm. or really mm-hmm. enjoy like watching drag mm-hmm. and being in it, and what she said and how bad that affected them. Yeah. It's like you like there's not just gay men who 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 love drag race. Like you know the commute, everyone, commu- everyone oh loves man. drag like, race. So you know what I mean. I think so that's it's one like, of the most like fascinating things yeah, about drag like, race. It's become so mainstream, and now. Everywhere. I'm like, no, if she really wants to make it up to us, I feel like she should definitely do if if she wants to separate the categories. If I mean if you want to, and I want ten percent for this. (laughs) (laughs) There should be the trans edition. If you want to do it that way, I mean why I mean if you're gonna make it that way, it shouldn't be that way. You get what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like I don't I don't understand why. I don't understand why she said it. I don't. I don't get it. So going to her apology, because then she apologized. So after she tweeted Monday uh, morning, um, the thing about the Olympics, she then released an apology Monday night, so same day, um, saying, each morning I pray to set aside everything I think I know, so I may have an open mind and a new experience. I understand and regret the hurt I've caused. The trans community are heroes of our shared LGBTQ movement. You are my teachers. Um he went on to say, in the 10 years we've been casting Drag Race, the only thing um, we've ever screened for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And that will never change. So what do you guys have to say to that apology? Is that is that a... She sounds like... I keep saying she, because I think a, of her as Rue. Yeah. And you see how she gets to go in between both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's... It seems like it's coming from like a heterosexual person. Like, how are you not cognizant yeah. of what you're saying? Yeah, I feel like, like, it, I, like it was a bit sterile. Saying? I feel like it was I'm a bit just sterile. Like, it just doesn't feel genuine at all to me. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it didn't feel that genuine. I think, especially the like all we screen for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Because it just doesn't feel genuine. It feels like it's. Some publisher typed it up and said, "Now you're gonna tweet this." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody yeah. in a back room with a typewriter. Yeah, especially <laughs> to know Rue because, like, I just recently watched. Um, prior to this, I watched his interview with Oprah on mm-hmm. Soul mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, and it was so good. And he's very much um, a really down to earth personality. Mm-hmm. So this tweet does seem a little bit off, off See, to me. Yeah, it doesn't it's seem. Not, it doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah, it sounds just very like sterile and. So that brings me to my my question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Should the community boycott Drag Race? Like, what do you, how do you drive home how you feel? Or I feel like if this was any other arena, I think, although he got backlash via, like, social media and all these outlets, like, wrote this, which may be a publicity stunt, which may drive his, his right. numbers, his yeah. viewers up, actually, mm-hmm. as opposed to not. Yeah. Like, what should we do? Because I feel like, you do have to hold people accountable. Uh-huh. And I know boycott is pretty extreme, but I believe in a boycott all day, every day. Like, you say something <laughs> foul or something crazy, I would never I would never spend money with you. I would never be part of it. I would never promote you, anything like that. So do you think that's extreme? Or do you think 
you need to put your money where your mouth is. I went there, didn't I? You yes, did. I did. No, I get so upset because I get really emotional as much as because if he does truly think this way, he is still making a profit off the trans community. Mm-hmm. And even even yeah. if this is a publicity stunt, you've mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. banked on some of that by people yeah. watching if you are going to tune in for it. it but is it extreme? Should we be more forgiving? And this is just, I don't know how I really even feel about it. Like, should we boycott? I don't watch it. So <laughs> um, he wasn't getting my viewership anyway. However, I love him and I respect him, but it yeah. does like kind of leave me questioning his character, I will say. Open and honestly. Like, I feel like there should be an interview put out, like a legit in-face interview and someone like a Barbara Walters to really go there for him and and really ask him those tough questions. But do you think this is enough? Do you think we should be forgiving because he is in our community? Or, I mean, because it's very similar to Stacey Dash being, I mean, you brought up earlier, <laughs> being a black woman, mm-hmm. go, I won't say going against, the black community, but she is like she she's viciously other. attacks she, like the black community over and over again, almost as if she's forgotten. She, um, yeah. It's a little bit different because black people ain't messing with her no more. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we have since <laughs> no control alt delete on her. But like, what should we do? What should the action be if not boycott? First, answer me: Should we boycott? And then, if not, then what? Oh, I just got y'all stumped, oh didn't I? Oh, look at this! I don't know. I never want to, like, tear down, like, another, I guess, someone from my community. But, yeah, I think there there should be a call to action. I feel like maybe even the trans women, like, you know, yeah, I feel like she has to be held accountable. Because it's like, it's no way you you actually really feel this way. Mm -hmm. After all these years of entertaining and being in the Mm -hmm. community and knowing what what the struggle was like before you became RuPaul. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand it. And I feel like sometimes when people reach a certain level of success they remove themselves from who they used to be mm. and they feel like they no mm. longer understand like mm. what it was to be other yeah because because you're so accepted now yeah and it's like for you to like not not see that it's yeah. a problem for me yeah it really is because it's, it's not easy mm. being who we are yeah. you know you know what i mean like there's a lot of doors we have to kick down yeah. like to to be, to just simply be, yeah, to and simply that's, just live. And that's for everyone, even in the LGBT community, community like, 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 which yeah. is so funny for me because we, as a gay man, I'm we still trying to break down doors exactly. and to, like have yeah be seen on TV you're, you're and certain, like you're looked at a certain way, but when you walk in the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you know you have to always feel like you you have to overcompensate sometimes mm-hmm. or like really show people this is my personality like this is who I am I know what you guys are probably thinking but this is like you know like there's so we're so multifaceted we're we're so talented we have so many layers to us mm-hmm. i hate being judged on who i you know who i am right. or what i what i look like cuz mm-hmm. you you don't know me so yeah it's going back to your question i do i feel like there needs to be definitely like a sit down like why do you feel this way like yeah. we really need to know like cuz once again, when people are typing things, it, it, it always, it's or when reporters report things, mm-hmm. I should say. I think both, a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, it's a little somebody. bit of both. Like, people, they change your words a lot. Yeah. Like, and people don't understand that with, um, with writing and journalism. Like, people spend stories to and paint them the way they want to paint them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like she definitely, maybe she did say it that yeah. way. And like, I feel like she fell into the trap, which, once again, I'm like, Rue, you've been doing this for too long yeah. to be saying what you're saying. Like, yeah. sis. Yeah. Come on. So I don't think that we should boycott the show. I think the show does a lot for so many people. Yeah. And especially like 
my first experience with the idea of what a trans woman was was through RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. I'm like young enough that like I was introduced to the community mm-hmm. through that show. I'm doing this. You <laughs> got a video in here. I can't have you lying <laughs> in the streets. You'd be mad at me. That's okay, a real friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and like I was introduced to it at a young age on my grandmama's couch. We watching RuPaul's Drag Race and I was like, hmm. I like what's going on there. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll go there. Yeah. But, um, so I don't think that we should boycott the show. My, I'm not sure what kind of action should be taken. I definitely think, uh, like, a Barbara Walters kind of sit down Mm -hmm. could be very beneficial to everyone. Um, However, in the past, there was an incident for a long time, every time, you know how, like, on America's Next Top Model, it's Tyra Mail uh-huh. on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I know. I forgot yeah. to even. It's so funny that you brought that up because this is not the only controversy that kind of yeah, happened yeah, around yeah, that. Because yeah. it was first the um, Lance Bass was, I guess, a uh, host on the uh, one of the panel judges. And he got in trouble and had to apologize for using tranny, I think it was, like the term tranny. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, like you said, he used to have this segment called She Mail. She Mail. Mm-hmm. And then it, there was a like a little that like got away. He got away with that for yeah. a real long time. Which is interesting because I read his <laughs> reply to that like yeah. recently and he was like the produce like the network or something. I'm like, how are you just gonna blame the whole cause it's still your show? Like you could have still been like <laughs> still RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, RuPaul so you could have yeah. definitely like but Logo yeah. TV's yeah. drag race. You no, know, it's funny you say that. But with trans, there's a there's a level of um, the performance part of drag. Mm-hmm. It's a level of um, inappropriateness mm. that's allowed. So mm. like, and you go to you go to those shows because you like that they're inappropriate and they're mm. lewd and they you know like when you're in the audience, sometimes they talk about you and you know and yeah. say like uh, provocative things. Mm-hmm. So that those type of things, honestly, like to be honest, that really doesn't bother me mm. because I get it. It's like a play on words, and that's part of our like part of our community. Like mm-hmm. you know. I mean, now we live in such a climate where every, we're really hypersensitive to everything. Right. So it's like, what 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 point is it, or when do you feel like you're crossing the line right. at some certain point when it's just comedy? Because mm-hmm. if you think even comedy in itself, it's like back in the day, like you know, like deaf comedy jam and like places like that, mm-hmm. they were allowed to say some really provocative stuff. Mm-hmm. And like now, if someone says oh, something, yeah. Yeah. it's like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Boycott. Boycott. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready to get somebody. I'll be ready to get somebody. Got a sign. Done. Done. Okay. Um, but I don't think that the show should be boycotted because I know as as a as an avid watcher. As an avid watcher. Um, but then there was also a segment on the show that he played with contestants and they got points. It was a mini challenge, um, and it was female or female are you a psychological or a biological woman? And it showed pictures from the head down of different women, some cisgendered, some trans, mm-hmm. and <laughs> asked the contestants to see if they thought they Wait. were trans. And he ain't get no backlash from that? Because that no, sounds very... The she-male lasted up until oh, yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And then there was so much backlash from that one segment and she-male in general it all got changed. Well, see, you unleashing some stuff because I feel like if you go through something like that, <laughs> yeah. like you, how are you gonna be ignorant and loose with your um with your Twitter fingers and what you speak about and as far as the trans what I'm community? Saying is like, wow. Well, we have some things to think about. We do. We are out of time for this episode. No. 
I want to thank both of you guys for coming. Shout out to both of you guys and shout out to your yourselves. Tell people where they can find you, your designs, all of that. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so you can follow me on um, Instagram. My name is Jay Costelli, C O S T E L L E underscore. And you can follow my journey into shoe design. Oh, yeah. fun. Thank you. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well. That's E's better than you. That's E S better than letter U. <laughs> and as always, um, be sure to tweet us. Let us know what you think. Um, the Privy Podcast um, on Twitter, Privy Podcast on um, Instagram, um, and then soon to be www.theprivypodcast.com. But we're, we're launching that in the next week or two. So y'all, y'all just relax on that one. <laughs> it may be up <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Um, but as always, thank you guys, and um, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>